back to Louie Love That For You. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Arama. And today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. We're really excited to be discussing this topic today. It's something that Arama wanted to talk about since we started the podcast and something that we're both really interested in. Yeah, I love the Enneagram and I think it's one of the coolest personality typing tests out there. I think it's just so true to who people are and I'm really excited to kind of dive deeper in this episode. Yeah, so in this episode, we're going to be going through our Enneagram results. We took both a free test and a paid test. Uh, we're going to be going through our, like, our results, what we thought we should have got, what we ended up getting. We're going to be going through some of the questions from both the freed and the paid version of the test um, and kind of ask each other what they thought we would have put, what they put, kind of go through the differences in our personalities and the things that we were surprised about ourselves or about each other. And it's kind of overall learning experience which for both of us. Yeah, but before we get into the whole Enneagram section of the podcast, we'll give you guys a little update on where we are now. Yeah, so kind of an update for me is um, ever, ever since COVID started, I've been at home, social distancing, a school and work have been online. I turned 21 about a month ago now, which is like super cool, but it was, it was a nice quarantine birthday, but all my friends and boyfriend made it special, so it was great. Um, I know at the beginning of quarantine, it was a little bit rough, had a few mental breakdowns here and there, but we're all good now. I miss everyone. I miss all my friends um, and everyone. I just miss people in general, but overall, can't complain too much. We're doing okay, and everything is good in the end. What about you, Rama? Yeah, so I feel like for me, the only things that have changed have been that my eight and a half month long internship has come to a close, sadly. I learned so much from that opportunity and it was so much fun. So I'm sad that that ended, but I'm excited for what is coming up next in my life. Um, I also started a spring course, which I'm not a fan of online school. I'm just gonna put that out there now. It is just not for me. I took a class last summer. And I just feel like I can't be as productive when I'm taking courses online, but it is okay. We are going to move past it and get through it. And yeah, similar to Mackenzie, I feel like I've just missed being with my friends. I feel like I miss just seeing people all the time, but it's definitely been helping just kind of texting people and obviously FaceTime. And I think quarantine has been a good time for just a little bit of self-reflection and just working on new skills and activities. So I'm excited for that aspect. Yeah, Arama's been thriving in quarantine. I haven't changed out of pajamas in like two months. And Arama's like, I'm working out every day. I have a routine. I'm like, she's making all these healthy meals. I'm like, girl, I wish. Yeah, no, that is just like me on my good days. There have definitely been other days where I sit in bed and watch like a season of the Vampire Diaries. And, <laughs> you know, it's not good. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it's all about balance. <laughs> Yes, that's our little update uh, uh, from us. Um, we're now going to go into our optimistic moment, the good news since uh, 2020 started, because 2020 started, it's gone downhill. We're trying to find the positives in this whole pandemic thing. Um, so I want to start with a personal one that's very small, but we're both super excited about, is that New Girl is back on Netflix. Yes, we love this show. <laughs> love it oh we were so sad it was taken off we never finished it even yeah. though I warned Rama that it was <laughs> gonna be taken off and she didn't believe me but it's fine I'm sorry I thought this was gonna be just like friends where it they said they were gonna take it off Netflix but it still was there the next day okay 
but it's back now so it doesn't matter we I haven't actually had a chance to watch it yet um but I'm super excited and when I have a chance I'm going to be binging it because New Girl is such a good show guys if you haven't watched it highly recommend yes agreed so moving on to some of the other things we found I just took this all off the Huffington Post website and it's just kind of a whole bunch of good news things that have happened since the start of the coronavirus First off, we have musicians in Nigeria are maintaining physical distance as they play outdoor shows for healthcare workers and patients. I find this one super cool. I know that a lot of other places around the world have been doing similar things. Like even our friend had a mini concert on someone else's driveway up the street. So I find it really cool that like musicians are using their talent and are giving people some joy in this really hard time. Totally agree. So the second one is frontline workers in Michigan can get free university education. Which is awesome. I think that front uh, education is, should be free anyway, but <laughs> good for the frontline workers. They're actually working really hard. So I'm really glad that they're getting some re- rewards for uh, their, all the hard work they're putting in. Yeah, I totally agree. If we have any frontline workers listening to this, we are so thankful for everything that you're doing because truly the world would not be going on without you. So thankful. And the last one that we have here is that Ryan Reynolds bought pizza for every graduate from his old school. Which uh, we don't know how big his high school is, but if it was our high school, the graduating class would be fairly big. So that's a lot of pizza. Yeah, definitely a lot of pizza, but it's super cool because he was born and raised in Vancouver. And so for all the students graduating that year, it's like a little kind of party type thing. He bought them all pizza, which I think is really cool. Oh, it says here that he buys pizza for the school's 385 grads. So it was definitely like half of our grads, but like still pretty cool. That's still pretty cool. I stole a lot of pizza. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. Like a little, sorry, you couldn't graduate and walk the stage, but here's a reward anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is super cool. So So we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode and Aram was going to talk about what is the Enneagram. Yeah, so just to dive into what this is, in case you've never heard of the Enneagram before, I'm just going to kind of go through the description that is on the Enneagram Institute website. So it just says here, the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people conceptualize the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram model describes nine different personality types and maps each of these types on a nine point diagram, which helps to illustrate how each type relates to one another. The cool thing about this is that there are different wings, which are your types besides your main number, um, which can help define your number a little bit more, as well as your number when you're stressed and when you're in growth can gravitate towards two completely different numbers. So in the end, you seem to have like all nine personality types in you, but it just Mm -hmm. depends on the situation and where you and your motivations that help you react the way you do in different situations so like the really cool thing is when we did these tests we've done the free tests so many times Aram and I have done them together we spent like four hours on a couch one time where we each did the test then we did the test for each other and then we did the test together and said what the other one would have said and we found it really cool because as we went through we learned a lot about about each other and about ourselves it was just a great bonding moment for our friendship and we really want to kind of bring some of that into this episode because we found it really cool and we hope you guys do it too yeah so It was definitely a great time for our friendship. And just a little disclaimer for this episode, the word type is going to be said a lot. If you want to make this fun, please take a shot every time you hear us say the word type. 
it's going to be a good time. And then just also to add in, we are not professionals on the Enneagram. This is just our opinion of it. So please don't come at us if we make some mistakes. <laughs> Hence why we said take a shot every time we say the word type. We're trying to make this fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so moving on to actually talking about the Enneagram. The free test that we took was the Eclectic Energies Enneagram test. That was kind of the one that we're going to be going through in this episode. We've taken a couple of the other free ones, but this is the one that we found the best. And then as for the paid test, we just took the one off the Enneagram Institute website, which is the REIT, Reedy test. Don't know how to pronounce that. Very sorry. But yeah, that's just kind of a little overview of the type of test that we took. Yeah, so we took, uh, like Marama said, we've taken multiple free tests, but we found this one was the most accurate, uh, kind of. We've, we found it the best test, and we've taken that test so many times. Um, I know it almost forwards and backwards. The yeah. Paid test is, <laughs> the paid test is the first time we've taken the paid test, um, and we want to kind of see like which ones we thought were more accurate. So we're not going to tell you guys our results yet till later, so you guys will have to guess based on our discussion, but uh, what I found was that the paid test seemed to be more accurate for me than the free test. Because every time I take the free test, I get a different response. Like I said, I've taken that test so many times. And every time I've taken it, I don't think I've ever gotten the same, the same answer of what, te- what number I am, as well as I've never gotten the answer of what I think I am. I've mm-hmm. done lots of research, and I really think I'm a certain type, which I never got on the free test. And I actually got it on the paid test. And that's the first time I've ever gotten the type I thought I was. Mm-hmm. on the paid test. I also really like the way the questions were set up in the paid test more too because the free test was like they say a statement like are you confrontational or whatever and it'd be like yes partly no and I'm like well it's situational and like yeah. I'm partly confrontational so then like the partly I found really threw it off because I would just I felt like I would want to say partly for everything when the paid test was more like hey are you like it was like two statements it's like are you this or are you that and I'm like, okay, well, crap, now I have to choose. There's no in-between answer. So mm-hmm. I felt like that's why I got a more accurate response on the pay test. But Ram, what did you think? Yeah, so for me, I do think they're both pretty accurate because I got similar responses on both of the tests, both the paid and the free. And so yeah, pretty much every time I took the free test, I would get like between two different options every single time. And Definitely after taking the paid test, I got like my one definite answer, which is the one that I think most relates to me. But I can definitely see how like the free test would kind of mix me up between two of the options. And I guess you guys will see as we go through some of the answers as to why. Yeah, I did like the free test as it did kind of show me where I related to the other numbers. I just never found it to be my main motivation, which I can get into more to later when I talk about our results. But the free test overall is, I think, is a great starting point if you want to kind of have an idea of where you sit on the Enneagram. I think it really opens your eyes to how you react in certain situations and how, uh, and just kind of gives you an idea and it kind of starts you in the right track of your research. Yeah, I definitely think that like, before I wanted to do any research, I liked the idea of just kind of taking the test to kind of get an idea of like where I am. And then it kind of helped as I was going through my research to be like, oh, like, I guess that makes sense as to why I would put this answer. And then maybe instead of like where I would put partly, I'd be like, oh, actually, that is more of a yes or more of a no. So I think that the free test definitely kind of helped start me in the right direction. 
Yeah, I think so too. So now I kind of want to go through some of the questions like we did on the couch so many months ago. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled out questions from both the free and the paid test. Um, both of us pulled some out and then we kind of just want to do a really quick discussion on them. We're going to start with the free test. Um, Marama, did you want to start with one of your questions? Sure. So my first question is, I care a lot about what people think. Uh, Rama, so what you put for that? Yeah, so for this one, I definitely put a yes on this. Which is really surprising, and I actually didn't know this about you until we did the test together. Because for you, it seems like you're a very, like, a, I don't care what people think, I do my own thing. If you want to come with me, like, great. Like, But, like, I don't necessarily care if you agree with what I agree with. Yeah, I definitely think I... I guess I just come off more that way. That's what I found, I guess, talking to people. So that I come off very, like, I don't care about what people think. I'm very sure of myself. But I definitely think that's, like, the opposite of how I feel, like, deep down. Which but. is so, like, cool and interesting. Like, I honestly like, didn't know that until, like, we <laughs> talked about it. Because, like, it definitely does not come off like that like that at all. For me, I, like, I would put, I think I put partly here. Because yeah. I do care what people think to an extent. But I don't necessarily care enough that I'm going to change myself for them. So I think that's why I mm. put partly. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think partly is probably, like, when we did the test for each other, partly yeah. is probably what I would have put for you as well. Because I definitely don't think that it, like, dictates you as much. But I just don't think it dictates you as much either, which is so, I just don't know. Yeah. You really put off a good show then. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm an awesome <laughs> actor. <laughs> okay. I mean that, like, the most loving way possible, you know? <laughs> It's okay, I got you. <laughs> okay, do you want to go on to your question? Yeah, so that's what I put because we're complete opposites on, and again, yeah. I never really knew this, um, because Aram and I never fight, argue, or get in conflict with each other or with other people around us, so I never do this about you, but um, the, the statement is, I tend to avoid conflict, and for me, that is 150% yes. The second that someone raises their voice at me or I get in a heated situation, I'm out. I'm, I'm like, I'm as far gone from that conversation as you can be. Yeah, I apparently, feel like very true for you. <laughs> apparently, Aram is the complete opposite, which I did not know this. Sorry, Aramma? Yeah, I feel like I, not to say that I like conflict, but <laughs> I prefer confrontation. Like, I am definitely somewhere, someone where I don't like to just sit with, like, bad emotions I'd rather just like get it out there and if like it's gonna go bad it's gonna go bad I don't like just kind of like waiting for things to build on each other and so this is something that I feel like I was a big confrontation person like growing up like mostly in like junior high and stuff and I feel like in some situations it does backfire which is why I think it hasn't come out as much now is because I feel like I've learned that like a lot of people aren't very confrontational which is totally fine but I definitely think that I try to be more sensitive of that now and kind of like take it a notch down but I definitely don't avoid conflict yeah no I'm the complete opposite <laughs> <laughs> opposite. yeah when you told me this I was like what really I just Which don't I know feel like that's funny though because like I feel like whenever we talk though I never like if I disagree with something I say it <laughs> yeah but that disagreeing in conflict is like different to me I feel like they're I don't know I feel like they kind of go hand in hand to me like I feel like I if I disagree with something I'm not just gonna go with the flow like I'm gonna voice my opinion of it and to me that's being confrontational because if I have an issue with something I'll say it Okay, that's fair. 
Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I like I said, like I understand like that. I just never thought like I don't know. I just never really thought about it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like though we get along really well, so it just really hasn't come up though. So Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because like I know like if we disagree on something, you say it. I guess is that conflict? I don't know. I don't know. That's the question of the day. Okay, do you want to take your next one? Sure. So my second question is, I like to take care of people and I'm good at it. So where would you place yourself on this? I struggle with this question because I feel like I want, like, I feel like I'm there for people in a non-cocky way. I feel like I'm there for people. And like, when people want me there, I'm there. I'm, I'm able to help them and like give them advice. And like, I'm always there to lend a helping hand. And I like taking care, like taking care of people and like making sure everything's okay. But I feel like sometimes I have just so much on the go that I'm not fully there. Like I'm not mm-hmm. fully there for people. Like if people need my help or my advice, like sometimes I'm only, I feel like I'm only partly there, which is completely my fault because I have so much other stuff on the go. I'm not fully invested. I feel like I can be better than I am. So this is very interesting because I feel like when I did the test for you, I put like 100% yes, like without a doubt, didn't even think about it because I feel like because you have so much on the go, the like fact that you can always be there for people speaks more. So I feel like I think that you are really good at taking care of people because like, despite all the other things you have to do, you still make it a priority. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, like I try. Like I like people like the relationships I have in my life are very important to me. Like I really want to make sure that like people who are in my life know that they're valued and like are there and they can rely on me and like I'll be there to help them. I just feel like because I just have so much going on that sometimes I'm not there to the full extent that I know I can be. Mm, okay. So I feel like I that's that. that's hard for me, which is completely my fault. <laughs> like I could, should probably tone it down. But I feel like that's why I put partly, but like, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> I put you as a complete yes too though. Like you're always there for people. You always like want to help people and you're there. And I feel like you're very good at giving advice and thinking things through rationally and making sure that everyone's like good. You're like the mom of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love being the mom of the group. And yeah, I feel like in the least cocky way possible, I do think this is something that I am good at. I really enjoy taking care of people. So I feel like I always prioritize my relationships above other things, which is sometimes to a fault. But like, I feel like that is something that like I enjoy doing. So it makes it like easy to do for me. Yeah, I see that. I think you're, you're a great friend, Arama. Thank oh, you for being my you friend. You too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one is I don't like commitment. That's the statement. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you put for me? Um, see, this is kind of tough. I feel like I put partly for you when we did this yeah. test. And I feel like that is because I think you are a committed person. Like, I feel like you are committed to like the things that you do and that like, you're always working hard at the stuff that you do, but I definitely think you enjoy flexibility. Yeah, I would put partly too, because like that's where I really struggle. Because I really, I want, I want like commitment and routine. Like if we're like going to record the podcast, I'm like, okay, I'm like committed to recording the podcast. You're committed to recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But at the same time, it's like I don't like strict schedules. I like being able to be flexible. So I don't necessarily like commitment because there's some things I have in my life that really limit my ability to do other things. Mm, which like yeah. I'm really grateful for all the opportunities and things I have in my life that are like solid and structured but it kind of sometimes can hinder the flexibility and that that can annoy me sometimes 
Yeah, <laughs> so I definitely I like, can see that. Yeah, so I feel like I put it partly. But what'd you put for yourself? So for myself, I also think that I put partly on this because I definitely enjoy a lot of structure in my life. And I like, like my, I like being committed to activities and stuff like that. And I think that when I set a goal to do something, like I'm going to complete it, even if I don't enjoy it, like I'm definitely committed in that sense. But I think that I think this plays into my, the type that I am. But I think that like, because of my type, I also am a person that is like afraid of commitment, in the sense that I don't want to be disappointed. So I feel like in my relationships, I don't like always being like super committed to things because I'm like, oh, there's a chance that that could go bad. So huh. that's funny. You and I dislike commitment for different things. I like yeah, I dislike commitment because I want the ability to do other things. Mm-hmm. But you just like commitment because you're like scared it's going to go bad. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Look at that. Learn something else about you today. <laughs> oh, we done this test how many times together? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, my third question is, I crave a stable environment. So for you, I see that now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't before because I don't, okay, I think we talked about this before is because I'm like a pretty like outgoing person, not saying Mm -hmm. you're not, but but I dislike stability. I like being able things to change and flexible it's kind of relate to what I said earlier but with you I thought that you were kind of the same <laughs> yeah and see I think this is something that we also found out last time is that yeah. I like at my core I prefer a stable environment I like things to be like I know exactly what's going to happen I don't like a lot of change and that kind of stuff but I think that like that like change and all that kind of instability, I guess, intrigues me. So I find that I gravitate towards people who aren't super stable. And then I try to kind of like go along with that routine in a sense. Yeah. Cause like, like with Europe, for example, I was like, Hey, let's go to Europe. And you're like, sure. And I'm like, great. She's spontaneous. She's ready to go. And then we talked later and you're like saying how you're, you don't think you're a spontaneous person. And I was like, what are you talking about? I definitely think that I am spontaneous to a point, but like, I feel like it was very funny because I feel like planning that trip to Europe, Mackenzie was like, let's go to Europe. Let's go. Okay. Let's buy tickets. And I was like, okay, but like, like, where's our plan? Like, where are we going? Like, how is this going to get done? Like, how are we going to plan for it? How much is it going to cost? Like, I feel like all these things were running in the back of my mind and I was like nervous because it was something different. But I feel like I was excited because I was like, I need to learn to be more spontaneous with my life. So it's a balance for me. That's true. I see that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like when you're like, oh, yeah, like I like routine, like being stable. And I was like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> As I drag you to Chuck E. Cheese and Europe and we eat random food in a parking lot and we try to go to all the winners across the city. Like I'm, that's not really a stable routine. <laughs> And you know what? I am grateful that I have you in my life for that because I don't think I would do it without you. Oh, thanks. I'm glad that you reined me in because when I said we should go to Europe, I was planning to buy tickets and Rama's like, do we have a budget? And I'm like, that's that's good thing to have. <laughs> so we balance each other out. It works. It's good. <laughs> okay. So my next, uh, my next question thing was like, I find it hard when people want an emotional response from me. 
So I found this funny because I only have one emotion, which is happy. And that's, a, well, that's the only emotion I let people see. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true about you. I am very hard to get emotional response from me. If you want happy or some version of happy, I got you. But like, if you're like sad, angry, no, no. Like I have those emotions, but I don't, I try really hard to make sure no one sees them. I'm working better. I'm trying to be better on it now because it's like really unhealthy to keep everything bottled up all the time. <laughs> so I'm trying to like release them more. But uh, yeah, I feel like, well, I, I, earlier I thought that we, we were opposite, but I don't think, are we opposite? Um, I think it's a lot easier for me to give an emotional response. Like, I feel like I try not to be super emotional about things because like I feel like I like to try and be like rational and be like okay like what is the actual problem at hand but I definitely think in a comparison thing between us it's definitely a lot easier to get an emotional response out of me like I feel like I don't I feel like I'm not like afraid of showing if I'm like angry or upset or like disappointed like I feel like I show those emotions a lot more in a comparison sense yeah I agree like that's why I was kind of like hesitant because I'm like like you're more emotional than me but you're not like complete opposite than me you know what I'm saying I think the difference is between us though is that I feel like if somebody were to ask you about how you're feeling you would normally just give like a I'm good response and if somebody were to ask me I'd be like okay like let's break this all down for you (laughs) and like I spill my whole thing that's true that's one thing I'm really bad at people are like what's wrong you seem sad I'm like no I'm good it's like bawling (laughs) That is definitely you. <laughs> okay, that's a fair point. That's true. And then if someone's like, if you're crying, I'm like, what's wrong? You're like, you tell me everything that's wrong. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, let me that's give you a this full works. essay. <laughs> like... Hey, I'm getting better. And now Rama's my ranting buddy. And now she gets all my emotions. I don't show anyone else. <laughs> it's really good. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I feel very special. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a time. We're learning, guys. It's only been 21 <laughs> years. It's fine. Okay, do you want to say your next one? Yeah, so my next one is I am skeptical, suspicious, and doubtful. So that was the statement. <laughs> so what do you think you are, Rama? I I am definitely a full 100% go on the yes button for this one. <laughs> I I don't like this about myself, but like I am definitely somebody who is always thinking not that I always think the worst out of people but I'm definitely always suspicious of people's actions which again I didn't know till a few months ago (laughs) when we're sitting there we're talking and she's just like it's about trust and stuff and I'm 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 very trusting of people I'm very (laughs) I see the good in everything and everyone for the most part and it takes a lot for me to like see the bad in someone even if it's shoved in my face it takes a lot for me to see that I always try to like think of the good and I try to trust people and if there's someone on the street who's like I'm lost I'm like oh let me help you you're lost my first thought's not like this person could like abduct me it's like oh let me just show you where downtown is (laughs) like I'm very trusting I didn't realize that you weren't like that Yeah, no, I feel like I try to be trusting of people, but I think this goes back to the fact that I also don't like to be wrong. (laughs) So Uh. (laughs) I feel like it's easier for me to doubt and wait for somebody to prove that they're good versus me to just assume they're good and wait for them to show me that they're bad. Because like that scenario you were saying, like if somebody came up to me and was 
gonna ask directions I feel like my first thought would be like okay this person's gonna kidnap me not like oh this person's probably lost which is so terrible (laughs) but oh my gosh (laughs) that's so funny yeah okay it's on certain situations though like group work do not trust at all no 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 but like in like every day I'm like "Eh, what's the worst that can happen a lot do not think (laughs) like that people but that's how I think (laughs) okay we're going to my last one I have more energy and strength than most people. What do you hmm. think, Arama? <laughs> okay, for you, I would definitely say yes. I feel like yeah. this is definitely a, a statement that describes you. Yeah, I at the where I ride my horse, I sometimes get joked I'm the Energizer Bunny because I do not stop <laughs> at all, <laughs> at all. But I feel like you're very similar in this sense too, Arama. And this is interesting because I feel like before we talked about it. I didn't really think that I was a super energetic person. Like I would have put partly because yeah. I do think that I have a decent amount of strength and like energy in some situations, but I feel like I'm not a super like energetic person. I think opposite though. I feel like you're energetic and like you have like a lot going on. You're like, imagine you get it all done. You're like bouncing <laughs> around different things. You're on the go. I guess the gal on the go. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> oh, I love that podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. I guess, yeah, I guess I can see it. I feel like my, like, initial reaction was to put partly, but I guess I can see it. Yeah, maybe you were, like, a partly on the higher end of yes. Is there, like, yeah. it should be, like, a five scale, not a three. <laughs> yeah, we need, like, a five-point Likert scale here, you know? Yeah, you'd be a four. I feel like you're a four on the yeah. five-point Likert scale. <laughs> wow. Okay. So data science. <laughs> oh, I love that for us. <laughs> literally love that bro (laughs) okay um my last one is I am more formal than most people and so I'd like to know what you think about about you yeah I'd like to know what you think about me I want to say no okay because this is very interesting that I like previously I would say like oh I'm not that formal but literally every person in my life has been telling me that I am super formal like what like literally my like whole group of like friends from high school are like no you're like super formal and I even remember like I'd be like texting a boy and they would be like they meet me in person and then they'd be like you are a lot more chill than I thought you were going to be based on how you were texting. And then I'd like go back and look at the text and I'm like, I guess I am a super formal person. Cause like, I don't skip like periods. I add commas. Like I don't miss my apostrophes. And I guess that like comes off very formal. But then I don't know if I am in like day to day life. I think you, you do text a little more formally. I do like that's just like how you like text everyone has their own texting style but I don't think you're more formal than most people like I don't think you're like a formal person yeah it's really interesting because I feel like I never thought of myself that way but like everybody in my life has been telling me that recently except for me because I completely disagree (laughs) which is interesting I wanted to see what you said about that because I found that very surprising because I remember like one of my friends said it to me and I was like am I and then I like asked like five other people and they're all like yes that's literally mind-blowing honestly I don't consider you formal at all like a two on the Likert scale that's interesting okay yeah I feel like I feel very similar for you I don't think you're super formal either yeah I don't think I'm I don't consider myself formal if but huh I didn't think you were formal 
that's really weird <laughs> weird in a good way you know what I'm, saying? I'm like oh interesting I just I don't know I always find it interesting to see how I come off to other people but yeah huh that's super cool okay now on to the paid uh questions like we said earlier that they're like this or that question um so I was gonna, I'll start with mine I guess yes go for it Okay, so I found the sentence that literally describes me in a person. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, I literally read the sentence and I'm like, this is Mackenzie. This is me. So, it has been difficult for me to stop considering alternatives and do something definite versus it has been difficult for me to take it easy and be more flexible. And Araya, what do you think? Okay, so the first time we talked about this question before. Yeah. <laughs> and so the first time that I heard this, I was super confused because I was like, I actually don't know which one describes, which like part of the sentence describes you better because I would say that it was <laughs> difficult for you to take it easy, but I also think you're somebody, like as we talked about before, that you like to be flexible. So then like, it was tough because I was like, I definitely think you're somebody who considers like all those alternatives, but I don't think, like I think that you also enjoy being flexible. So I feel like I was stuck between the two sentences. But now that we've talked about it, I know that you are the first half, which is like that you, it's hard for you to stop considering alternatives and do something definite. Yes. Because for example, in Animal Crossing, the game of the century right now, <laughs> um, I'm playing Animal Crossing and like, there's so many things you can do with your island. And I sit there and I'm like, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this and I could do this. Literally, I thought about it for three weeks, guys, three weeks. Did I do anything? No. I did not place a single piece of furniture on that island for three weeks. I just considered everything else I could have done. So I like to think that, no, I don't like to think, I know that I'm a person who literally just thinks of every alternative to something, but I don't ever do anything about it. <laughs> I Like, it takes a lot of effort for me to actually do it because I have so many ideas. And I'm like, which one's better? And I just mm -hmm. keep thinking and thinking and thinking and then I'm, and I don't do anything. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like, this one was like interesting just to think about for you because I definitely think that you it's like difficult for you to take it easy like oh 100 percent. and that's, so that's yeah. why I feel like that part of it threw me off but yeah I feel like this is like I feel like both are true mm -hmm. but I I took it as take it easy as in like I took it in I don't know I feel like we took it differently like when you read yeah. the, when you explained the take it easy thing I was like oh yeah that's definitely me too but when I read it I didn't take it like that like I took it as yeah. more like a I took it more as in like a you had a plan and you followed the plan and you need to be more flexible when the other one is like you have no idea what you're going to do and you can't commit on a plan that's mm, how I okay. took it when that's you took it more as like energy levels and how much I do Mm -hmm. which yeah. by like with that completely 100% agree to take it easy <laughs> what would you say for me okay talking about from my point of view or like mm -hmm. either you cannot decide on a plan mm -hmm. or you only have a plan you follow that plan I'd say you only have a plan you follow that plan I feel like it's harder for you to like I don't know you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> I feel like when I saw this question, I was also like super easy, boom, click. But I also selected the same as you. It's difficult for me to stop considering alternatives because I feel like I am like the queen of not being able to make decisions. Right. Like I feel like I'm the queen of like sending text messages in the group chat. Like, should I do this or should I do that? And then somebody <laughs> will say something and they'll be like, are you sure? Like, should I not do this one? Like, what about this? That is like the thing in my household. Like if you ask anybody of my family, that is like me to a T. Like... 
yeah if you describe it like that then yeah I would agree mm-hmm. like with you I feel like it really depends on how you read the questions because mm-hmm. even the way you describe it I still see the other one in you what other one difficult for you to take it easy because I definitely do feel like you're also the person where like when you have a plan you go with it oh really it takes me a yeah. very long time for me to get to that plan though see I feel like that's me and I guess that's where like the I guess that's something like we didn't see about each other huh okay I learned something else about you that question when I saw it the first time you're right it was like click easy know what it is but talking about it I think that's the most difficult question I've ever been asked yeah because it's so interesting because I'm (laughs) even like thinking about like degree wise like I feel like you were like I'm going into business analytics I've wanted to do this my whole life and I'm like I think I've changed my career path like 38 times like even being in university I've already switched my degree like what twice <laughs> okay that's true yeah. okay when you say it like that maybe I clicked it wrong but no now that you like describe it though I see like where you're at for this one hmm. but, but just to, just to clarify for me going to business analytics I literally have been thinking about my degree since grade four and I changed my mind about eight times mm-hmm so, like, when I go into university, like, that's the thing. I follow through with plans. I do follow through with them. It just takes yeah. me a very long time to get there because I have so many different ideas and alternatives in my head. Like, yeah, the same know. year, I think, we had to select. Like, literally grade 12, I think, September, I was, like, talking to somebody, and I was, like, I think business is the better option for me. And, like, I was, like, okay, we're going with it. We're sticking with it. And that's what I went into. But, like, if you had asked me, like, six months earlier, yeah. I would have told you I was going to be a nurse. Wow. Okay. Well, that's honestly that's something I never knew about you. I that's like a really I, tough question. I really struggle, I think, to make decisions. That like, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I do agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Okay, we've been talking about this question for two years. It's it's again. a hard question. It is. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to my first one. I have are you more romantic and imaginative versus pragmatic and down to earth? So you're pragmatic and down to earth. (laughs) (laughs) And you're romantic and imaginative. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Remember, I can't remember who said I wasn't a romantic and we both thought that like if I wasn't romantic, then what is the rest of the world? (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember who that was. But like, I think you, you are like the definition of (laughs) being a romantic human being. Like that is just you to a T. (laughs) Yeah, and um, you're not which is t- totally fine, but like, it, that's just not complete opposite. Like, it's just not that. me. So funny. I laugh every time we see this question. Yeah. Okay, my next one is, uh, when troubled, I've tended to brood about my problems versus when I'm troubled, I have tended to find distractions for myself. What do you mm-hmm. think I do? Yeah, so we are complete opposites on this one. So you are definitely, when troubled, you tend to find distractions. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and I you're the opposite. I'm definitely the opposite. I feel like when I like need to make a decision, I like sit in it, and I'm like the pro con list. I'm like messaging a ton <laughs> of people, and I'm like deeply thinking through. Like it's a whole thing for me. Hey, whatever gets you through those tough times, man. It's really bad. Like I said, it goes back to the bottling up thing. That's why mm-hmm. I don't. I don't acknowledge I have other emotions besides happy. It's awful. I'm working on it. yeah no I feel like I'm definitely the opposite that it's like it's hard for me to like do other things if I like don't make a decision about something because it will just constantly be like playing in my mind that's fair I write lists that's how I get through it (laughs) just a million lists Uh, okay 
um, my next one. So when I try a new experience, I ask myself whether it will be useful or whether it will be enjoyable. Guess what, guys? Another opposite. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, enjoyable. If it's not enjoyable, I will not do it. Actually, that's a lie. Okay, I will do it. I am responsible. But I really try to find the enjoyable things, and I really complain and hate my life about the unenjoyable things. I do not care if it's useful or not. Yeah, and I definitely kind of sit on the opposite side of that spectrum. Like, yes, I do like to enjoy things, but I feel like I won't enjoy something unless I know that it's useful. So I feel like even if something is like, it's not like the most fun option out of the things, I'm like, okay, like, if this is going to get me from like A to B, I'm going to go with that option versus if I'm just going to enjoy this option. So yeah, and whenever, like, Aramo was asking me for advice the other day, my solution to her was, fly to Mexico, take a year off. And that sounds fun. <laughs> Does that help her at all? No. <laughs> Not really. That's why you have to rein me in, because <laughs> I'd literally be like, that sounds fun, we should just go do all this stuff. And then Aramo's like, um, but what about all the actual things that I need to do to forward my life? I'm like, oh, yeah. Definitely, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's that give and take because I feel like sometimes we really do just need to fly to Mexico and just move on and then just like take some time off and other times we need to get things done so we really really do do both. Great balance. Okay my next question is generally I've enjoyed letting go and pushing the limits versus generally I've not enjoyed losing control of myself very much and I want to ask you what you thought about me because I remember I was reading this question I didn't know what to put See, I feel like before, like we had this whole talk about like our types and like our Enneagram and whatnot, I would have thought that we were very similar in the sense that we don't enjoy losing control of yourself very much. Right. But then I feel like after like talking through this, I definitely think that you enjoy letting go and pushing the limits, but it's like, not that it's new to you, but it like, yeah. it took you some time to get there, but I definitely think that's where you sit now. I agree because like I feel like when we talked earlier and we like when we first met our thing was like we didn't we wanted to be the one driving the car for example mm -hmm. because we like just wanted to be in control like be able yeah. to hit the brakes and like we didn't like flying because we weren't we had zero control of the plane crash exactly. and I feel like I'm still like that to an extent but I do enjoy losing control and letting go but it's very 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 hard for me to get to that point. It's mm -hmm. something that comes natural to me, but mm -hmm. like, I want to, like, I literally, sometimes I'm like, I just want to do something where I'm not in control, <laughs> but it's very hard for me to get there. Cause I do like having control of the situation. So that's mm -hmm. why I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're yeah. definitely, you don't want to lose control. Yeah, no, I definitely don't enjoy it, which is, I think it's still interesting for me though, because I don't always like being the leader. Because right. it's more coming from the fact, though, that I don't like having to be in charge of other people's lives. But at the same time, I want to be in charge of my own life. <laughs> so yeah, it's like this give and take. But I definitely don't enjoy not being in control. So Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Because, like, I used to agree with you. But, like, especially for the past year, I've realized that, like, I, I enjoy not being in control sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if that's my main motivation. I don't know what I put for that. But it was not... It was a really hard question for me. Yeah, it's definitely kind of an interesting one to think about. Your next question. Okay, so my next one is I like 
being the center of attention and it feels natural to me or it feels strange to me. What'd you put for yourself? Yeah, this is one that I sat on for a very long time because I think this is like another one where it's situational, but I ended up putting it feels natural to me. Really? Yeah. That was the one I went with, which is interesting. But yeah, I feel like just to kind of like go into like why I put that, I like being the center of attention to a point. Like I like being the center of attention when I like know what I'm doing and like when I'm confident in what I'm doing. Not that I even like it. It's just that like I don't mind it. When I would like do dance, for example, like I didn't really mind being the center of attention when I was like doing things that I was like confident doing because it was just like, if I can do it, I'm like, I'm good. Don't mind being the center of attention. And like, even when I'm like hanging out with friends, I don't mind being the center of attention. But then when it's like things that I'm not super confident at, like even when I was like doing things at work that I like wasn't super confident doing, I didn't like being the center of attention. I kind of just wanted to like fade back to the side and just like let other people take control. So it was an interesting thing. But what about you? I think I put I put natural too for similar reasons. Like I don't necessarily strive to be the center of attention. I don't want to be the center of attention. But if I am, and same thing with you, I don't like I'm good at it or like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. But I, I would never say it feels strange to me because I never feel like I'm in a, like a, a situation. Like I never feel like it's, if I am in a situation, it, I'm like uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable and it feels strange. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily strive to be the center of attention either I kind of like being the supporting character yeah I definitely (laughs) think for me like the only like the situation that comes to mind where I can like I know I felt like this is odd this is strange is like networking events for me oh like if I ever go to a networking event I would much rather prefer to like ask my one question sit and listen to what everybody else says and like that is like just like how I feel most comfortable like when somebody keeps like being like oh what do you have to say or like Kate's like kind of redirecting things back to me and then people are like looking at me in a professional setting that makes me uncomfortable yeah it feels like strange and unnatural to me like somebody else should be the center there but it's definitely because it's not something that I'm like confident in yeah I kind of agree with you on that one my last one um it's kind of similar to my other ones. Sorry for the repetition. But overcoming inertia has been one of my main problems versus being unable to slow down has been one of my main problems. Mine's slow down. <laughs> uh, yeah, last summer I worked uh, two jobs, six days a week, rode six days a week, and then hung out with my boyfriend and my friends like the other, like five days a week. I don't know how I didn't die. I don't I don't know where to say stop I've been better though this year I've can I've cut out so many things I am learning guys we are becoming a better person hmm. I feel like I don't remember what I put for this one I think I go through waves with this because I feel like yeah I feel like I go through waves and I don't really know exactly which one that I put on the test but I definitely think that I've had phases in my life where I'm like go 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 and I like don't know how to stop because I feel like even the summer before like the summer that we went to Europe I also did something similar to you I was working three different jobs I worked like three different rounds of stampede so that was like 10 days straight of working every single day 10 hours a day and I did that plus working my two other jobs on the side so I definitely think that I have moments where I'm just like go 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 but I feel like I do that to get somewhere and then once I get to that place then I'm 
usually a lot better about like slowing down so that's yeah, why I don't know there's no goal for me <laughs> there's no end in sight it's just a long stretch of stress yeah because I definitely think that like in comparison I definitely think that I'm better about slowing down but I definitely think that like it gets hard for me sometimes because I feel like I get in this kind of routine where I'm like okay I need to keep going I need to get to some end goal and so I feel like that's why but I don't know I don't know where I fit on that fair enough it's hard question these are tough questions guys (laughs) yeah where would you say I land I honestly would say unable to slow down but I wouldn't I don't think that not like trying to compare us, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's as far as I go. Cause I do think mm-hmm. you know how to slow down. But yeah. if I had to choose between the two, I don't think you have trouble getting things going. Like if you want to do something, you go and do it. It's not like you're sitting yeah. there like, oh, sh- I should really do this. So I'm just going to not do it for like the 10th day in a row. It's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do it. But mm-hmm. so I do think you are s- slow down. I don't think, I think you do know how to slow down though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I don't, but you do. But I still think you fall on that mm-hmm. end of the, of the statement. Yeah, I definitely think that if this question would have been asked for me in high school, I would have been 100% like, I do not know how to slow down. Like, I don't even know myself in high school was just doing way too much. Like, I would literally (laughs) wake up in the morning at like 6, I'd get to practice for track and field at 7 a.m., finish practice just before I'd go to TA, I'd do school, then after school, I would either have rugby practice or like pep rally practice. From there, I'd go to dance practice, come home, do homework, go to bed and repeat. And like, that was my entire year. So I feel like me in high school was Mackenzie now. And I feel like (laughs) after going through that, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at slowing down because I think that when I started university, a lot of the things that I had been doing had come to an end. So it kind of gave me a chance to like restart and I could like add things into my life as I want. But yeah. I didn't really know you in high school, but yeah, yeah. that schedule is what my schedule is now. So I yeah. do think you fall on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. My last one is this one. So I have a deep need to know where I'm going versus a deep need to feel balanced. We never talked about this one. No, okay, what this is the new one. This one was interesting because this is also one that I sat on for a very long time because I feel like I am both equally. But I think that what I put, yeah, what I put was that I have a deep need to know where I'm going. Yeah, I could see that in you. Because even in our conversations, I feel like you always seem quote, quote, stressed, not really kind of, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, about like what you're going to end up doing in five years yes that is definitely that's pretty much what like put me more towards on this path because I feel like I really just want to like be like okay this is where I'm going it's that whole goal thing like when I was like working that summer I was working like those three jobs like I feel like it didn't affect me as much because I was like this is what I'm trying to achieve this is the goals I'm set and like this is the linear path that I'm working on so I feel like even when I do like overwork myself if I know my end goal I don't feel like I'm as affected by it Hmm. but yeah I don't know I have no idea what I would put (laughs) did you get this question on your test I don't think so this is not ring a bell but I'm trying to like think of it on the spot I think I would put I do need to know where I'm going to mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I need to feel balanced. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't really know what that means, but I don't think I need to feel balanced. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't think that I really need to know where I'm going. Like I really am okay not having an uncertain future to an extent. Mm-hmm. I feel like for you, I probably would have put the need to feel balanced, but I don't fully know the description of like what that means in the concept in the context of what they're asking. But to yeah. me, like the need to feel balanced is more so like on an everyday day like you kind of like you know what you're doing like these are the tasks that you're doing this is kind of like where you're going but like five years from now you're okay not knowing what is going to happen and so I feel like you are more okay just like here's what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis yeah but like I don't really care what I'm doing in five years versus me I think I'm more like okay in five years what is the career that I'm going to have because I want to know that to structure my day-to-day but like on a day-to-day thing I don't feel like I'm like stressed or overworking myself in that sense if that's that's how I took it don't know if that's what they meant if that's what balance means I 100% agree with you because I would way I way more want to know what I'm doing tomorrow or what I'm doing today like what I'm doing after this more than what I'm doing in five years because in five years so much can change I really don't care Mm -hmm. I care but like (laughs) you know what I'm trying to get at yeah I yeah that's about that's what balanced means and yeah I'm going with that one because I wasn't sure what balanced means that's why I, I don't know like one. to me I would say like balance is kind of like all aspects of your life are kind of like known and you're kind of like in balance in your day-to-day versus yeah. like in your future I don't know that's how I'm gonna take it because I don't really know what they meant but great we're wow. going with it <laughs> okay those are all my questions if you want to move on to the next section Great. So now we're going to go through our results. Um, I'm not sure if you guys can guess kind of what <laughs> we what we are based on what we talked about, but if not, we're going to fill in the blanks for you. So we're going to talk about the free test first. Like I said, the free test, I got in a million different answers. I've never gotten the same answer twice. So this one, I got another really random one. Um, I got oh, two wing one, which is called the helper. Uh, basically, it's just like you want to help people, you care about people, you have empathy towards people which I think is, like, I do have empathy towards people. I do want to help people, but I don't think that's a motivating factor. So I think that's incorrect. I've never gotten that one before. So what about you, Ariella? I am a type six, but then when you take wings into account, I become a two-wing one. And so I guess we can kind of dive more into why later. Yeah, and then for the pay test, I finally got what I think I am. <laughs> a seven. I got a seven, the entertainer, which I'll go into more later. What about you, Rama? Yeah, so for the paid test, I got a type six, which is the loyalist, which I definitely think speaks the most to who I am. But yeah. Right. And now we want to give a little quick overview of what our type is. Um, so I got the seven, which is what I think I am. I think I'm a seven wing six. I'm not sure if the test, the paid test we took, gives wings but that's I don't just think people... it does no. yeah I didn't think so either so I think I'm a seven wing six but like the test just gave me a seven which is fair enough as close as I've ever gotten in any of my tests so basically the most basic desire of a type seven is to feel stimulated engaged and satisfied um, they tend to be highly goal oriented and they may go to great lengths to seek excitement from new experiences um, their fear is to being is being deprived or in pain of joy and experiences <laughs> kind of okay. follows on my answers mm-hmm. 
and we also we want to maintain freedom and happiness we want to avoid missing out on worthwhile experiences fomo to the intense extreme <laughs> and we want to keep ourselves excited and occupied to avoid feeling and expressing pain yeah that and is that, that you, is you to a t <laughs> if you know me you would know that this literally is the most accurate thing you've ever heard. 100%. Um, and then really quick, um, I think like the reason I get mistyped a lot, which I can go for late, go into a little bit later, but when we get stressed out, sevens become perfectionists and they are super critical of themselves, which is very similar to a one. But then when they're like, thriving in life there's like lots of growth going on they are very scattered <laughs> and they become very uh, focused and fascinated by life and they really want to uh, help fulfill their immediate desires so they will go out and buy things just because it makes them happy which we could go to more later too yeah what, what about your type Arama? okay so like i said before I am an Enneagram type six, the loyalist. So the most basic desires of a type six is to create a stable and safe environment. They want to cooperate with others and be prepared for what life has coming, which I feel like went along with a lot of my answers. Type sixes value loyalty, hence the name, the loyalist, and they have a hard time trusting others. They are talented at seeing problems and solving them before they get out of hand. They are organized, meticulous, and committed, and they see projects through. They like the feeling of belonging to something greater than themselves. And usually their greatest weakness is making big decisions and being kind of pessimistic and insecure. And then just to go into a type six is also like under stress, they become a type three, which is the achiever. And then um, when they're in growth and kind of at their prime, they usually become a type nine, which is the peacemaker. Yeah, that seems a lot like you. <laughs> so now I kind of want to kind of go through like our journey and like why we relate or do not relate to our different types. Um, so for me, like I said before, I had a million different numbers. I always got the type one, which is the perfectionist. Um, it's like the one that's super critical uh, about themselves. They like are very like organized, very perfectionistic. Um, and I think the reason that I always got that or always thought I was that, because I thought I was that for such a long time, um, is because when I'm stressed out, when sevens are stressed out or when I'm stressed out, I tend to be like that. I tend to be super organized, super focused, super uh, careful and perfectionistic. But <laughs> I think that's just, I think that's partly because of the way I was raised. Because um, I think I was raised to be very like, have backup plans, like, make sure everything's like organized and like straightforward and like make sure you have like everything like is organized but I don't think that's really who I am mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think when I get stressed out which is often because I have so much on the go thanks to my seven personality <laughs> I end up behaving more like a one which is why I think that I it took me so long to find my number. It took me over a year to figure out what I was because I was convinced I was a one. I kept telling her, Emma, like, we, we did the test together. We both thought I was one. And a few months ago, when I told her I was a seven. She's like, no. Oh, yeah. 
She's like, there's no way. You're a one. What are you talking about? And I'm like, no, like, I think I'm a seven. And the only reason why I thought that was because I actually listened to a podcast where this person thought they were a one for years until they realized that they were a seven. And just because they were super stressed out. So I think that a little bit of how I was raised and, like, just, like, the the situations I'm in just naturally because I'm, oh, I'm very on the go. I have a lot going on. So I'm always stressed out. I behaved a lot like a one so I was very convinced I was a one until I started doing more research on the sevens and realized that the seven actually fits me way better than the one even does and I find it really just kind of interesting that that's like the way I was that I think the way I was raised really affects this Mm -hmm. during quarantine I have my whole schedule got released it got like messed up like I don't really work normal hours Mm -hmm. anymore I don't have classes don't see people I've been at home I have never felt happier and more relaxed in my life not having a routine like I'm actually thriving right now (laughs) because I gotta do whatever I want it's super flexible and I don't have to be stuck into that strict one tendencies I felt like I was not trapped that's very dramatic but (laughs) but stuck into up until now Mm -hmm. yeah which I thought was really interesting because definitely as you were saying like, I thought you were a one for sure. And I feel like that for was sure. just because, like, I we didn't really go through the questions before. So I feel like just, like, looking at who you are, you are a list person. You like to check things off. And I feel like that kind of goes with, like, the perfection kind of side of things. And I feel like you're also really hard on yourself when, like, things don't go a specific way. So I think yeah. that's definitely why I saw you as a one. But I definitely think like looking deeper into the questions and actually like going through the answers, I 100% see why you're a type seven. Yeah, it's cool though, right? And like, I just like, I really just think that the way I was raised and just because I'm so stressed out, like I'm just a very anxious person all the time. um, It just really made me act like a one. But like naturally, I don't think that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be a perfectionist, guys. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So now getting into my kind of journey with the Enneagram. So as I said before, I usually do get a type six, and I feel like a type six defines me pretty well. Throughout my entire life, I've always kind of been someone who's a lot more paranoid and doubtful of things. And I definitely think that that has played into the person I am. However, I think where I differ from the average type six is that although I am super skeptical, I'm also really open with like people who are in my life and I feel like I share a lot like whether it's my emotions or things going on in my life I share a lot of that with people so I think in that sense I'm not as like afraid or like fearful as like I think a typical type six would be and I also think that I'm a bit different and different in the sense that I'm a little bit more adventurous and spontaneous than the average six and I definitely think that that's something that's come more as like a learning versus more of how I am at my core so I think that that's probably why I like differ a little bit because although I do like to have a plan I tend to like being like adventurous and I have fun and like to try new experiences in life but I definitely think that was a learned thing as we talked about So in previous tests, I've identified as a two or a two-wing one. So the type two is the helper and the two-wing one, I'm pretty sure that is the companion. Companion, thank you. I was going to say, I was like, compassionate? No. (laughs) Yeah, so the companion. So 
I definitely think this identifies a lot with the person that I am because my personal relationships are just super important in my life. And I think they're probably the thing that I value the most, which I think lends itself a lot to the type two. And I think that I just like care a lot about people think, and I also want to feel valued and appreciated, which are also the basic kind of fears and desires of a type two. So I think where I differ from a type two is that I err more on the side of being a bit more like aggressive and confrontational versus being like, just like a super, I guess, like loving, not that I'm not a loving person, but I feel like twos are very much like very soft and like caring people. And I think that I am a little bit more like aggressive and confrontational. So, and I also think that like twos give a lot of themselves to the point of like completely exhausting themselves. And I think that I'm a little bit better at pulling back when I know that I'm like doing too much in a sense. Yeah. So that's kind of like my overall experience with being a type two. And then moving into why I also get that wing one side of things. Um, what I've read is that sixes are often mistyped as a type one because when they are stressed, they usually end up uh, putting in a lot of extra effort to be a perfectionist. And I think that kind of goes with the whole, like when you're stressed, you become a type three when you're a type six. And because that's a little bit of how the achiever acts is that they like to kind of be perfect and like achieve all of their goals. So I think that that's also why I get mistyped as a type one. And then also just because sixes like to be like highly organized and they're responsible people, which also resembles a type one. But the difference is that when um, sixes are trying to do all of this stuff and they're trying to be perfect, it's usually because they're trying to um, hide or calm in their anxieties and trying to make sense of the world around them versus just trying to be perfect and achieve all their things. So that is my overview of my little Enneagram journey. It's so interesting because I know like even a few months ago when I thought I was a one or you thought you were a two, like we couldn't see ourselves being anything else. And now look at us months later, we're like, oh, we're a six and a seven. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, I definitely think that like, I always saw the type six in me. And so like, that was something that I always like was like, okay, that's a possibility. But I definitely just thought I was a type two because of like my big emphasis on relationships and like people and values and like I feel like that's where my greatest strengths lie which is why I thought I was a type two but I think it's like in the details that make me a type six yeah it's really interesting because like yeah like I thought you were a type two and you're like I think I'm a type six I was like okay yeah (laughs) I was kind of confused because like well like you're no you're a type two like you value your relationships and friends and all this stuff but now like when we go through the questions like you said with me when now we've gone through the questions and Mm -hmm. we have this conversation however many times I feel like I really do see the six in you yeah and like even how you were saying that you were like raised as a type one it's very interesting because I feel like I was raised as like the opposite of a type one which is yeah I guess I was kind of raised as a seven (laughs) But like, I'm not a seven at all. So I guess that's kind of like where we're similar in that I feel like we were raised opposite ways and then gravitate to like the other side of things. So now it goes to the question nature over nurture. Because if I was raised to be a one, but I'm happier as a seven, this goes back to like nature versus nurture. Like what would have happened if I wasn't raised to be a one and you weren't raised to be a seven? Would we still be like the seven I was I am and the six you are today like it just it's really weird because like I feel like even though we were raised to be a certain way like that's just not who we are (laughs) Mm -hmm. I totally agree because I think that like nature and nurture I think they both do play 
a part in who you are, but I definitely think that like, I don't know. I definitely think that because I was raised to be, I guess, more of a type seven, yet I still have so many aspects of a type six and also like those aspects of a type one and such. I think that like almost like your genetics and like that kind of nature part of the thing plays still like a quite a big part in who you are. It's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. So my challenge to everyone listening <laughs> is to go and like even take a free test and just kind of start researching it if you're interested in it. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to kind of like look and see like even hearing our discussion you learn things about each other like if you do it with someone you learn mm-hmm. things about yourselves you, there's some really tough questions that you have to sit there and you have to think is this like a situational thing is it something you do everywhere like every single day like for me I found out like complete like we both found out we're kind of complete opposites of what we thought we were mm-hmm. and it's because we had did the test so many times we had all these deep conversations and we did lots of research on it so I think you guys should go and do some research on it and I think it's really interesting and feel free to like talk to your friends about it we've talked to all our friends about it we know what all our friends types are we just we're so fascinated in this topic mm-hmm. it's so interesting to us um being able to go through different enneagrams and kind of just learning about ourselves and each other Yeah, I totally agree. Because I think that even if you don't believe in the Enneagram and personality types are just not for you, I think it's interesting to go through the questions and just kind of open up a discussion about like where your friends like sit on different spectrums of things. Because I think that it kind of like helps you understand them better. So, yeah. And so that is all we have for you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast yet again. It has been lots of fun recording these for you. Sorry, it's been so long. We have no excuse we'll be better. (laughs) Yeah, we need to work on making things more concise. I think we are both just talkers. We're ramblers, man. Yeah. Okay, well, hope this one turned out good. I'm really excited to listen back to it and go on to our next podcast. Maybe we'll start doing these more regularly like we plan to. Yeah, I am super excited for us to kind of do some more of these, hopefully over this quarantine season where we have a little bit more time. But thank you guys so much. We literally love that for you. See ya. Bye.